It's a secret to everybody. It's The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. Hiya, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. Yes, that's right. We're still both very much alive, uh, even though it has been a while since we've recorded. Now, um, guess what, though, Charles? It may have been a, it's been a while since we've recorded, but guess what? We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Absolutely, we what, sure what do. Did that happen? Who, well, who, who in their right mind would sponsor us? Some nut job has absolutely no common sense. Yeah, yeah, just just some weird nutball um, that that doesn't have a clue what what or who they're even sponsoring or, or what kind of trash this is that they're sponsoring. That, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, considering that this is the first podcast, the, the first episode we've done in over a month. Um. My, uh, yeah. First of all, my apologies, folks. This has all been on me, not on Charles. I know Charles has been sick through part of it, too, I think. But I, it, this is all, the whole hiatus has, basically, has been on me and not Charles. So um, you can send all your angry hate whatever to me. I can't say hate mail anymore because we even email we really don't do anymore. So, yeah, this is true. Yeah, so. Okay. Your hate social media. There you go. <laughs> but, yes, we have a new sponsor. Uh-huh. From a brand new author. Yeah. Uh huh. Some oh. some 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 dude by the name of R. B. Willis published a or mm. or published a novel, The Case of the Weeping Ham. It is a it is a murder mystery. The way he describes it, it is a modern day murder mystery with um in the tone of those classic detective stories and detective novels. So, um, so yeah, it is. It's 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 um on Amazon. You can get it on both Kindle or paperback on Amazon right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's available right now on wherever books are sold, specifically on Amazon. So I can't really say wherever books are sold everywhere. So yeah, huh. that's our sponsor. The well, first, the first in a in 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 multiple uh, in in a multiple book series, um, Freddy Falcon Mysteries. Uh, so yeah, and I hear that he's working on the second one right now. So we we we'll have to get the author on sometime. I don't think he really understands what podcasts are. Nah, probably not. Yeah, um, I mean, just from reading the book, the main character is kind of um, technologically impaired a little bit. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the author really understands technology. So <laughs> it's, awful it's awful thick in here. <laughs> See, there's a double meaning on that one right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the point. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here party like a rock star. Um, so, yeah, my book's out. So Nice. Yes, and and uh, is it really a sponsor? <laughs> why not? Other podcasts. no well, money for it? Yeah, well, why I not? Know, why not? Other, other podcast hosts use their other podcasts as sponsors for podcasts, so why not use my own book? So. If anyone from the FCC is listening, no cash was exchanged, no goods were exchanged. It literally is just Brad is an author now and plugging his book. Correct. There really is no real sponsor. I'm just plugging my book. Right. So, yes. So. Now that I've covered our asses. Mm-hmm. It's not really Boy, yours. It would be mine. I mean, my name's on the show, too. I'm pretty sure I'd probably be told just as liable as you would be. You had no idea. Plausible deniability. You have no idea that I was going to do this. I did not even warn you before in, in the pre-show. This is this is this is fair. This is fair. So let, let's, <laughs> let's 
talk about non-plausible deniability about the news. Because while we were gone, man, some shit went down. Um, yeah, there there was definitely some shit that went down. Um, first of all, let's talk a little bit. Uh, a, a new Pokemon game came out this year. Yes, recently. it did. Yes, it did. Scarlet and Violent. Mm-hmm. Violet. Did you just say Scarlet and Violent? Yeah, I mean, if you've seen the <laughs> if you've seen the gameplay, it kind of is a little bit. But. Uh, there has slip. been <laughs> there has been a lot of bugs with it. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say that the game is bad. So it's developed uh, by Bethesda. Players, no. Uh, oh, it, it, it's it's uh, Game Freak still. Oh well, I just assume um, Bethesda because it's buggy. No, no, no. That's that, you would have clipped clipped uh, things all over the places and dildos everywhere, and I don't think that's going to be in a Pokemon Scarlet or Violet game. Well, it is Japan. But, yeah, it is there's Japanese. Been, there's there has been a lot of bugs and a lot of complaints about performance with Scarlet and Violet um, since it came out, and yeah, it, it was definitely in a rough rough state when it was uh, brought up. But again, that's not to say that it was. That's not to say it was bad or anything like that, because I, I haven't played it, so I have no idea. Can I... Ma- I have no idea, because I haven't played it, but I, I do want to make a comment just on um, exclusives in general. When your game mm-hmm. is a... F- technically, it is a first-party game, uh, yes. for all intents and purposes. When your game is a first-party game on your own console that you design and develop that game should work flawlessly my personal opinion here's the thing i think game freak pushed it out fast and the reason why is because they had another game come out earlier this year too cuz pokemon mm-hmm. arceus came out earlier this year yes it did yes it did yep it's been a long year, folks. Yes, it has. Um, but they pushed this one out. I, I feel like they pushed this one out. Wait, that was this year? I thought that was last year, Arceus. That's that's the um, open world thing, right? Was that last year? I could swear it was this year. It may have been this year. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, it may have been this if, year. If, if not, yeah, if yeah, not no, don't, it's 2022. Yeah. Okay. It's 2022. Wow. Yeah, it came out this year. Okay. So this is the second Pokemon game and I use that term loosely because it's two games that came out this time. Yeah, well, yeah, that that's sort of... Arceus is only one. Yeah. Yeah, but the, this one is was two separate games, yeah. but it's basically the same game. Yeah, which is, which, is, which is weird for them because normally there are years in between different Pokemon games. Yeah, which I get it. It takes a while to put out these games, mm-hmm. but I feel like this one was rushed out because they wanted it out for the holidays. Okay, could be. For yeah. money purposes. Yeah, they want they want those uh, Chris, they they want those Christmas cells, and Hanukkah so, cells. Don't 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 yell at me and scream at me. So, right, okay. uh, any of the holiday. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even so. though most, uh, yeah, most people are buying it for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I I did online retail for three years. Trust me, most people are buying it for Christmas. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. so, but yeah, uh, and Arcade's got good reviews, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. And this one has been getting much worse reviews, and a lot of it's been because of the, not not necessarily the gameplay, but just the the look and the feel of it with the uh, 
technical issues and stuff. Yeah, but that most of that'll probably get fixed in patches though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure. I mean it'll probably get fixed in patches. So Yeah. You know, so I, I do have my own personal opinion of, of, of first party games when they are specifically designed by the company that creates the hardware, but all that aside it really will it's stuff that can get fixed in in, in patches. So Yeah. yeah. So but again, it, it's definitely legitimate. And, and again, like I said, it, people aren't complaining necessarily about the story. It's it's and the gameplay itself. It's just very glitchy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, character models change size randomly and all this other stuff. So yeah, it's it's really weird. Oh well. Yeah. yeah like I said, just all for stuff that'll get fixed with time. So, I mean, um, look at Nintendo's. The... Nintendo's not been skate free on this either i mean some people are complaining about the hardware but the hardware for me like my switch and i've got the original switch model like it runs great and yes it's not high high def like you see with like the new playstation the new xbox but it's still like incredibly good oh yeah i don't again yeah i don't this is is the same console that spit out a huge game in breath of the Mm -hmm. wild I mean, I and have that looks beautiful. I have no problems with my Switch, and again, I've got, I've got first gen Switch as well. I think I got it back. Uh, obviously, not when it first came out, because um, you know N- Nintendo does what they always do. Um, but I think it was about maybe six months after it came out, or something like maybe eight months after it came out. I, I actually stumbled upon one in Walmart, but yeah, so I've got a first generation as well, and I'm rambling again. Um, I've got a yeah, first yeah. generation as well, and it, I don't have any problems with it at all on anything I play on the Switch. Yeah. It plays fine. I have heard, I, I've heard aftermarket docks don't work mm-hmm. very well or can actually crash the Switch. I've heard of that. I don't know. The, I've still got the I, one that came with mine. I, yeah, I've got, I, I've only bought uh, Nintendo. Yeah, Fox because of that because yeah. I had heard that so yeah. I was like, well, I'll just buy the Nintendo ones and they're they're relatively the same price. I mean, so it's not like yeah. I don't know why people complain about this. People give Nintendo the same shit that they give Apple, and Apple's frankly, got its own problems. Well, well, with, well, yeah, thing. but still, it's just we're not going to go there about Apple, but it's it, it, they they still give Nintendo the same shit, um, mm-hmm. but. When we're talking about consoles, this maybe it's a me thing. I don't buy third-party hardware accessories for my consoles. My Xbox, my PlayStation, none of that. I've always bought first-party with it. Um, oh no, I can't. I can't say that. I bought. Uh, you know, uh, it's very frequently. I buy the third-party uh, controllers. See, I, and see, I don't. And maybe that's a, like I said. Maybe that's a me thing. I'll buy the first-party headsets. I'll buy the first-party controllers. Um. But that may again, maybe that's a me thing. So now you you definitely with the third party controllers, you have varying degrees of playability with those things. Yeah. But I I, I found that that you can get some good third party controllers and it still works great. Yeah. So um, so again, it, it it's what it is with this Pokemon game. Uh, Nintendo's got their own problems to deal with, and basically it, it's a big PR problem at this point. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, the Super Smash Brothers has been, in, uh, uh, and Nintendo in particular, has been embroiled in a controversy because there's so there's actually competitive tournaments that happen with Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, there have been but, since there there have been since forever. Always. Well, 
so the Smash World Tour is one of the major ones uh-huh. that has a circuit that has a competitive circuit, and it was just recently shut down by Nintendo. Uh-oh. Uh oh. The yeah. So the championships are set for December 9th, which is this week in Texas. And they were, you know, the top Smash players were getting their airfare, travel accommodations, because you don't do this, like, you know, on a whim. And uh, Well, you don't just go to a tournament or or, or, a, um, or or any type of uh, con or anything like that just on a whim at the last minute? You're right. <laughs> go ahead. So basically, though, there's um, some of the organizers of the Smash World Tour um, say that Nintendo told them, quote, without any warning, that they would no longer be able to operate the night before Thanksgiving. That That's when they were told, the night before Thanksgiving. They were told they were no longer able to operate. Um, basically, the organizers said they're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars due to the shutdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh but yeah, and now it's a going back and forth because Nintendo told Kotaku that the company didn't request any changes to the Smash World Tour for this year and the dispute was solely about next year's circuit. Except for they the Smash World Tour now has literal, you know, has the paperwork saying that they you know Mm-hmm. Exactly what was said. So it's now going back and forth as to who shut who down here in this and everything. Um, part of this has come through with the fact that uh, they have licensed it to this Panda Tour, uh, Panda, Panda Global, an esports organization. Uh, they, they've exclusively set up a relationship with Panda Global, and that's where all this is kind of stemming from, apparently. So yeah, there's a there's a whole there's gonna be a whole legal battle with this between mm-hmm. Nintendo and the Smash World Tour organizers and that sort of thing, and, which is which is funny because the Smash World Tour was started by a group of fans. Yeah, I mean the Smash World Tour is by it, it's basically like Droid Dragon it Con is it's by event. fans for yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a fan um, run thing just like Droid Dragon Con is. Yeah, and Nintendo's had a history of doing things like this to fan run things. Uh-huh, they sure have. Yeah, so it, to hear what the Smash World Tour is saying, I'm I'm more inclined to believe what they're saying at this point than what yeah. Nintendo is. Yeah. Which is really shitty, especially yeah. as close as they were to the event. Yeah, no, it it really is shitty. It, it it's shitty all all the way around with that. And and as much as I love Nintendo and I do, and I and I will I have loved Nintendo since the days of the NES, but I am not a Nintendo apologist. And when they do something shitty like this, and they've yeah, they, they've the, never they've never embraced the fans. They they will quickly shut a stream a game stream down or anything like that. This is marketing for your games, free marketing, yeah. free advertisement yeah. for you. <laughs> Especially when people are like praising the hell out of the game. Yeah. And every, like Breath of the Wild was huge. Yes. And they were shutting down uh, YouTube videos of it and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of amazing that they still just don't get this and they haven't embraced this. Yeah. It, it almost feels like for, for the gaming system that wants to be for the younger gamers, 
They don't they understand the younger like gamers. Old man, they yeah. certainly are acting like old man shouting at clouds. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, yeah. I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong. I'm, you're not wrong. I'm not Get wrong. off my lawn! It, 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 certainly yeah. seem, it certainly seems like that's the case. Like, yeah, it, it really does, and it, it's. I mean, I'm. This is the future. For this is where younger gamers are going, and they will pass you by. If if you're not on board with 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 them, they will pass you by. So. Yeah. It's it's stupid. I don't I don't agree. This is one of the many things I don't agree with Nintendo on. I think they're stupid for it. I love their games, but I think they're stupid for for stuff like this. So yeah, I, I just wonder if they're going to do that when it comes to Breath of the Wild too, because that's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, why not? That comes out for the Switch. They they, they yeah, did I it for the first one. They do it for yeah, all their I, other I, games. I mean, I intend to purchase it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, release date and play it on stream. That, only that's my I, I will only buy that game if it's not broken. The first one was broken. As was it? Yes, it was. I had to keep finding new weapons and in, 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 in every oh, five okay. seconds. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. <laughs> I'm not the only one that has that issue with that so game. For someone, for someone who's played Minecraft and their tools break all the time mm-hmm. in that. Man, get over it's it. it's right. different, and and I and I, I come from a world of MMOs, right? And even Western RPGs where your gear does break, but you always have the option to repair it. Yes, yeah, you know you can't on. kill no, you know five strikes at one enemy to break a weapon, and and now you all you can do is run. It's stupid. Yeah. Anyways. It's it's yeah. the way they've implemented the system, not so much the system itself. It's the way they implemented you're, it. You're go, you're gonna have to get over it if you want to play the the second one. Yeah, I won't play the second one then. I won't play the second right. one then. And I'm all not right, saying it's right. a bad well, game. Be... It's a phenomenal game. I'm not arguing whether or not it's a good game. All right. Well, May uh-huh. I'll be streaming. It. The plan right. is in May for me to stream the game. So, okay. All right. Uh, whenever it comes out. But it's like um it's it's like um Sega had their their um. Their clone, their own clone of um, what do you call that game series? Oh, Zelda. Um, Sega had their own clone, their own clone of Zelda back on the Genesis um, Beyond Oasis, which was very much Zelda-like, and it did exactly what I hate about Breath of the Wild. It had breakable weapons in the same fashion. So it's a good game. Well, phenomenal game. Yeah. So. Uh huh. So um, anyway, just just me, just you're, me. You're gonna have to get over it. Uh, uh, no, I don't have to get that... over it. I don't have to play the game. Right. This is true. <laughs> um, speaking of companies that seem to hate their player base, Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast. Here we go. Oh, it's gotten worse. <laughs> it's gotten worse. I'm going to go to the one that's the easiest to talk about because uh-huh. there's so little to talk about with it. Mm-hmm. So, Wizards of the Coast, as we've made perfectly clear in our previous podcast. Please go listen to the previous ones. Um, Anchor.info slash own, the Gamer they, Show. Wizard, Wizard of the Coast owns D&D and Magic the Gathering. And Wizard of the Coast is owned by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Hasbro is a piece of shit. I'm just saying it right now. And I think they're the ones behind a lot of these decisions lately. Um, the current one is... so. We talked a little bit about uh, D&D uh, 1, which is going to be the successor to the current version of D&D. Right. Basically, they're going to an online platform, um, and they're going to go with one system. It's going to be evergreen, basically, 
everything's going to be based off of it. Mm-hmm. The way the current edition, fifth edition of D&D and previous editions of D&D, save for four, and I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, they had a, basically an open license with third-party content creators. And I'm not talking about people that stream it like or play it on stream or anything like that. I'm talking about pe- people who write books. Yeah, it was basically for, open source. Specifically, or, or, or even make websites that have things for like, mm-hmm. you know, artifacts or stuff that you can make for your homebrew games or yeah. creatures that wouldn't aren't necessarily in any of the books or anything like that. Right. They basically they basically have an open license to allow those those third party creators to make those books and you know not not have any problems with it. The rumor and this sounds exactly like Hasbro, so that's why I'm even bringing it up because otherwise I wouldn't even talk about it. The rumor is one D and D and a lot of third party authors are saying this as well, and they would have more inside information than I do. But they're saying that basically that open license is not gonna happen for D and D one. Excuse me? They're not gonna allow for third party content for the new D and D one. That that also means like some DMs like to write their own write their own scenarios and things like that. Would that mean that they can't even do that? They can do that all they want. They just okay. can't publish it. But that's the fun. Okay. You're, I know. I know, Brad. That's that's the part of the community. People publish yep. this stuff and they offer it up there for you know for free or whatever. They publish it. They put it out there. They share it amongst other people. You know, it, it gets into other groups. Other groups take it and, and change it a little bit, uh-huh. make it their own, pass it on. It's it's Yeah. That's yeah. how D and D works. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it's worked for forty freaking years. That's not true. <laughs> Really? And that's not entirely true, Brad. Except for 4th edition. You, Except for 4th edition. Did you know that 4th uh-huh. edition did the same thing? That's why 4th edition is no more. People hated 4th edition. Uh-huh. So much so that Paizo built their own system called Pathfinder, yep. which is something that's very popular. Yes, it is. And it is open source. Like, I, you, you don't even need to purchase any of the books for Pathfinder. It mm-hmm. is literally on Paizo's website, fully accessible. Yep. That's where Pathfinder came from, was when 4th edition was a closed, where you couldn't have third-party content, people people came together, and Paizo came up with Pathfinder, and people built and wrote third-party stuff for that, and that's why Pathfinder became so popular when it did. And that was before, that, that, before, that was before Hasbro got hold of... Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast, after that, came out with 5th edition, and they redid the open contract. Or the open license. And everyone loves 5th edition, and people have been writing third-party stuff for 5th edition. Mm-hmm. Now the third-party thing, the biggest complaints from third-party uh, authors and stuff like that, that publish their stuff, they don't want to publish something that's not that's going to work with 5th edition, but not with D&D 1. Because they could be totally different systems. Because they don't it, this close to when D and D one is supposed to launch, they don't want to publish something that that is basically predatory. Yeah. That won't work in the new system. Now, what, what I could see happening is people just stick with fifth edition mm-hmm. and just go with the third party thing. Because what's <clears throat> happening is they can't really revoke 
that license anymore because they allowed it to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they can't really revoke it for fifth edition. So people can still write and publish for fifth edition without having to worry about legal crap happening. Mm-hmm. But that's apparently not going to be the case with D&D 1. And again, this sounds like a Hasbro thing. Mm-hmm. A money grab. It makes sense. Hasbro is very money grab. And we've seen this with other properties that Hasbro has done. Um, not just with Magic the Gathering, which we've talked about a lot of the money grabbing stuff that's been happening with Magic the Gathering, which I'm going to get to that in a second. Well, Hasbro, Hasbro even ruined their to- their own toy lines, you know, but even back in the 80s. Yeah, and they really have. They, well, they I mean, to- look, toy lines. At, look at how many fucking Monopoly clones there are. Mm-hmm. And there's been other games and stuff like that that they've run into the ground by putting out all this extra content and all this extra stuff as well. You can blame... You can bl- Okay, spoiler alert for a, a, a 30-year-old or so movie. You can blame Hasbro for Optimus Prime dying because the, the entire reason they, they that movie, they slaughtered and killed all of the old Transformers is because they wanted a new line of toys to come out. That was the very reason why all of the, the old line of Transformers died in that movie. I'm talking about the cartoon movie, folks. Not the Michael Bay bullshit. Um. <laughs> which, which, I mean, they did, release a, they did release a trailer for the new Michael Bay movie. No, 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 no. That is not Michael Bay. Oh, it's not Michael Bay? No, oh, that, 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 that's from... Explosions yep, in every single yep. scene. But. That, that's, that's from the same team that did the, the Bumblebee, Bumblebee movie. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that that's not Michael Bay. That is the follow up to the um, Bumblebee movie. Which by so, the way, it looks awesome. It's yeah, a Beast there's, Wars movie. There's, <laughs> there's that it's going a Beast on Wars movie. D&D, so uh-huh. and very rightfully so third party publishers oh. are very much in limbo now and they don't know what to do at this point. And I can't blame them and they're angry about it. And they should be. As a D and D player, I like the third party content that people publish. Uh so yeah, we we've seen this with other properties and such. Um with like uh not just magic the gathering but yeah Hasbro being super greedy it's going to be a real thing and uh-huh. I, it, and it and it showed its ugly ugly teeth in the magic gathering realm here recently so i'm going to get to this and this is going to be a long-winded one so grab onto your ass folks cuz this is going to be for a little while okay Brad do you have a- do you have a thousand dollars just hanging around in your in your under your mattress or something like that? You feel like spending on some Magic the Gathering cards? Um, I don't like to discuss my my finances in person. No, I do not have a thousand dollars under my mattress. No. What if I told you that thousand dollars would not get you specific cards? Can it would again? instead get you four booster packs of fifteen random cards each. For $1,000, I could get four booster packs. Of 15 cards each. Random. 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 Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sounds like an awful deal, right? Um, with, with, with my current financial situation, that's a stupid deal. <laughs> what if I told you... What if I told you that in those... In those 60 cards you could open up randomly, 
Eight of those would be basic lands. Basic lands? Basic lands. Basic lands mm-hmm. are the lands that you need to play the game. Correct. So, how, how about this? The how about this? That you can get for free. Uh huh. At any gaming any store. Any gaming store, yes. So, how about this? Instead of choosing the $1,000 box, I'm going to pick uh-huh. what's behind door number three. What if I told you that $1,000 not only gets you eight basic lands. Okay. And the rest of the cards randomly. Uh huh. But those cards were not legal to play in tournaments. Wait, and what? And did not have a Magic the Gathering back to them. So why would anybody want... Nobody's that crazy. You would be surprised. But but the... that is exactly what went on sale on Monday of this week. But their community, the people that buy their products, that won't not... even appeal to them. It, uh, you know who this appeals to? The whales? No. Because technically you could consider me a whale. Yeah, yeah true. That's true. Because that's true. I purchase some of the side products. That's and true. some of the more expensive products. That's true. I'll You're buy right. some of that. So technically I'm a whale. And it doesn't apply to those people. No, it doesn't. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. Nope. No, it does not. Who the- you know who this applies to? You know who's going to buy any of these? Which, by the way, it went on sale, and 30 minutes later, it was taken down. They didn't say it sold out. They said it was taken down. I really don't know who would be stupid. No, even even collectors won't even buy this because they can't resell it. I wish you would have went with your original wording. Collectors? No, one would, be stupid enough, no uh-huh. one would be stupid enough to buy this? Uh-huh. You know who would be stupid enough to buy this? The same people that purchase NFTs. You're shitting me. I guarantee you the people that were buying this product were the same people who love cryptocurrency and NFTs. But there's no value to this this product. Then again, there's no value to NFTs either. Um, This screams of a paper version of of an NFT to me. How? How? So what this was, this product was the Magic 30th Anniversary Collector's Edition. Again, you didn't get just a box with all the... What what it was was a reprint set of the original beta of Magic the Gathering. So the second ever set printed. But they changed the frames on a bunch of them. They changed the back to where it does not have a magic back on them. It has a special backing to them that says Magic 30th Edition, Collector's Edition. Yeah, the, the, and again, the fact that you could... And there's going to be value for it because you know how... There's going to be so little of this product out in the world yeah. that it's going to have value. But I guarantee you, 99.9% of that value is going to be from people outside the Magic the Gathering community. Yeah, yeah. Because the product had been so universally panned by everybody in the Magic the Gathering community. I have never seen Unity like this before on how bad a product was. 
And that's saying something. It's a stupid product. It is. Well, I guess we can't say it's a stupid product because they they sold, but... I'm not so sure they did, and I'm not sure we'll ever hear if they did or not. Mm-hmm. Again, normally, whenever they have a short... When they have a sale like this, where it's a very limited product, say the uh, secret layer for um, The Walking Dead, they literally will post that it was sold out. Okay. Those are the words that they would use. They did not use those words in this case. They said the sale has ended. I, I don't bet, think hmm. it sold very well at all. It may not have. But we'll never hear that from we'll never hear that from Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro. No. It was so bad a product reviewed by the Magic the Gathering community. Wizards of the Coast went to Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon creators who do box openings to try to get them to do box openings of this and paying them a lot of money. They didn't even try to go to the Magic Gathering community to do the opening on these products. Hmm. Hmm. As soon as the Pokemon and... And it actually caused a scandal because there were some that took the money and it was apparently quite a lot of money to do the box opening. They actually did a video on it, posted it, and then took it down because they got such... They got warned that it was such a bad product by people, even within the Pokemon and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! sphere of things that some of them even took down the video before it was up even for a full day and even posted an apology video and all that other stuff. That they didn't do the research before accepting the offer from Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. <laughs> it caused a huge thing. It, it for If you don't know, it ended up on the Philip DeFranco show which does a lot of world news stuff on YouTube. He's uh-huh. been around YouTube for a long time. Great, great uh, content creator to watch. Uh-huh. It ended up on his show this week because of it. Huh. Yeah, it, it was... This year has been a bad year for Wizards of the Coast with products. It's been a very long year. One of the biggest complaints that have come from to from the Magic community to Wizards of the Coast is the sheer number of products that have been put out this year. Like every time we've released a, a podcast, there's been a new product I've been talking about usually. Uh-huh. Yeah, there has or been. Or dealing with. Yep. There was another two products that were released this weekend two weeks after the last product was released. Yeah. I think it's up to 48 different products have been released this year by Wizards of the Coast for Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. And just a few years ago, before Hasbro took over, it was probably about 10 per year that were released. 
which when you think about it, that's about one every other month. That's a good pace. You have you have a release, and then you've got a couple, a, a, a few months to let that release happen and people play it and and really get into it and then get hyped up for the next one that's coming because they start releasing pre-release information about it and spoiling the stuff. They literally released a product two weeks ago called Brothers War Jumpstart and we're doing previews for Jumpstart 2022. Hmm. And people are confusing those. Um, my local gaming store has had to put up... They, they have so much product they have on their shelves that they have to purchase from Wizards of Coast so that way they can sell it. They have got so much product on their shelves, they've had to kind of expand their shelving to cover all the stuff that has been released this year to, for, to have it available for purchase by their community of players that come into the shop. And I've talked with a couple of them that work at the shop, and they're like, yeah, some of the stuff just isn't going to sell. And we're just going to take a huge loss on a bunch of this product. The local gaming stores, the ones that made it, made Magic the Gathering such a big thing. And they're doing shit like this. There's honestly been like five or six products this year that have been absolutely trashed. Um, absolutely trash products that they put out. Um, the, For instance, the double feature, which was one of the first products they put out this year, was literally just a reprint of the previous two sets that they had done, and they did a silver screen, and, and it was all black and white artwork. They just took the artwork and turned it black and white. Mm-hmm. No one liked it. It's awful. I, I didn't keep any of the cards that I, I we did one draft of it and I'm like this this is an awful experience it was supposed to be a curated list it wasn't it was just the two sets jammed together and it was in black and white and it was awful to play it was awful to look at there was nothing redeeming about it at all they put out these two new jumpstart things that come out with the set and the way jumpstart is supposed to work is you open two booster packs and each booster pack is 20 cards and there'll be different colors or different themes in each booster pack and you smash them together like the game like the actual board game smash up you shuffle them together and you play them against someone else who has two of their own packs of jumpstart shuffled together they're pre-built decks basically that you just play against each other it's meant for very entry level people getting into magic together it was a great product that came out last year they put out a set. They started saying, you know what? Everyone loved Jumpstart, so let's put out Jumpstart with the sets that come out as well. So not only do you have the set boosters, the draft boosters, the collector boosters, and commander decks that come out when a new set comes out, now you're going to have Jumpstart boosters that come out as well. That's five products every time a new set comes out. Except for these Jumpstart boosters are terrible there's no value in them it's literally cards from the main set the themes aren't curated it's literally just the colors and oh yeah the booster box that you purchase has 18 booster packs in it 
so Brad, I don't know if you can do simple math, but I talked about you have to open two booster packs for yourself, uh-huh. shuffle them together, and then a friend opens two booster packs, shuffles them together, and then you play against each other. So the minimum to play a game or a match with one versus one is four packs. Uh-huh. Right? Right? Correct. If, I, if my math is correct, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, now, I, I know we're going back to, like, second or third grade math here, so just kind of just follow along here. Can you divide 18 by 4 evenly? No. You're right. The original Jumpstart booster box that came out last year mm-hmm. had 24, 24 packs in it. Mm-hmm. Can you divide... 24 by 4. Evenly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is literally the fucking hot dogs and hot dog bun fucking problem. Not anymore. In order... It, it's it's so bad. Not anymore. Well, this is true. That, but that, it, used that, that's be, a... it used to be that. Kids... You could only buy... Back in our day... <laughs> Back in our day, me yelling at clouds now. Yes. Back in our day, you could buy packs of eight hot dogs, but you could only buy packs, packs of ten buns. What the fuck uh-huh. are you supposed to do with two in, hot dog buns extra? In fact, well, there was a... buy more hot dogs. In fact, um, the original Animaniacs had a joke about that, too. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So. I'm like, this is the kind of design decisions that are being made right now because they're being pushed to put out so much goddamn product every other month because there's been five sets now that have come out this year so the first two or first three only had four products with it when it came out the last two uh the last two had five so there's 10 there and this is just regular sets so 10 and four times three is 12 so you're talking 22 different products just with the main set main set uh, booster sets then there's been all the ancillary product and for fuck's sake all the secret layers that have happened they've put out over 50 secret layers this year sold over 50 secret layers this year hmm The amount of products that Wizard of the Coast is being shoved out into into the world and the quality hasn't been good. I'm sitting here looking at cards that I opened last weekend that are foils that have curled like Pringles because they don't want to address the problem with foiling on cards, on card stock. No, what do they care? They're just printing money. They know exactly. people buy it. Yeah. Exactly. It's quantity over quality. Oh, it absolutely mm-hmm. is. Yep. Oh, by the way, the other thing that I talk about secret layers. Mm-hmm. If it, uh, I, I think I talked about this in one of the previous ones, but there was a secret layer that still hadn't been delivered to a lot of people that yep. was ordered over a year ago. Yeah, you mentioned that. People have started receiving them finally. Oh, good. And they're curled. The foils are fucking... Already? Yep. 
straight out of the box, opening them up, and the foils are already already curled. Oh, that's been a problem with secret layers for a while. In all fairness, so I got my I got my. It that, took that was, the Ouya less time to come out than yeah. it did this thing. But uh, kids, ask your parents. Just do a Wikipedia search for what the Ouya is. Um, I still have mine, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I never had one. So. But oh my god! Yeah, I would be pissed. Oh, people are. People definitely, and still, there are still people that haven't gotten it yet. I literally, the joke was, the joke was when I ordered the Pride Across the Multiverse one, I ordered a foil one, yeah, intending not to sleeve it because I didn't want any of those cards to be straight. <laughs> I wasn't disappointed, let me tell you. They can't. The one box I open, the one box of it I opened was curled already, and I'm like, you know what? That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, it's not straight. <laughs> There's okay. actually been a, because of the foiling, because of fo- the whole foiling issues that we've seen, especially with secret layers. There was actually a guy kicked out of a tournament recently that caused a little bit of a stir because he was using secret layer foils of collected company in his deck. And the judges said that you could search to it because they were curled and the rest of the deck wasn't. And he got eliminated. He got disqualified from the tournament. And he owned up to it. He's like, you know what? In hindsight, I shouldn't have used those. They were. They were. You could. Uh, the judge showed me, and he was right. And said yeah. the judges were just doing their job. It's not their. It's not their problem. It wasn't an intentional type thing. It was the collected company cards I had. And they were just, they were foil, and they curled, and you could you could cut to them. So that, yeah, that's that's a that's a magic issue right there. Basically, yeah. the the whole talk is that foils are not good for as as we get back to going back to in person Magic the Gathering, people basically are saying, you know, basically if you're going to build a deck, don't do don't, don't use, use any foils in them. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna get to a point to where they're not gonna allow foils at all, which yeah, they shouldn't. Again. They shouldn't. You want to make it as fair as possible. So or yeah, they could fix the whole damn cardstock problem. That's not gonna because happen. other card games, other card games do not have this problem. That's not gonna happen. I yeah, agree. but other ca- card games are quality over quantity. This is true. So, although. That there can be there can be said that there's a lot of quantity with some of the other card games as well. Yes, but there's still some there's there's still quality that goes into it. D- right. the, so question: Does Hasbro not have a quality uh, a quality team? You know, most companies I, have a quality team that actually checks the stuff for quality. I well, so here's the thing: they contract out all their printing and and packaging stuff. So I don't know that they do. They might rely on their the, the people who print and you know package the cards itself to do the QC, and maybe they're just not paid enough to do that. Which I could see that being the case. What the the uh, the warehouse where they're printed at? Yeah. No, they're not going to check that. They don't have time to check that. That's not what their job is. That's Listen, what a QC. Brad, I, that, that's what quality control is for. I agree. You know that that's like saying owning a video game company and expecting the um, developers to to um, 
um, test the game, you know? That's, that's not well, what they're again, there for. Uh, well, except for, except for, so a lot of it, though, when you look at the contracts and stuff like that, the, the game developers, they literally make it a part of the game development contract for the game that they do have a QC department. Yes, that, they have a QC you know. department. The actual developers themselves aren't the ones that are that are uh, aren't uh, aren't the ones that are quality doing quality control over the games. Right, right, right. Right, they have a QC department. I, That's I, my point. I, That's I, my whole I point. Think, <laughs> well, and, and again, I think a lot of that is they're relying on the printers and stuff like that to have their own QC department and they're not and they don't because it's not part of the contract. Again, it still falls back on Hasbro. Right. Hasbro well, needs it, to go in there the, and make sure it's but that costs money. You know what? I you know You know what? We're both preaching to the choir here. <laughs> at this you know what? We're both what? preaching to the choir. It let me I want to I'm um not to um not trying to talk about myself right now, but I am going to give a little bit I'm going to give a little bit of a scenario. So, as we've already discussed at the beginning of this podcast, I recently self-published a novel. Okay. So, I haven't mentioned this to you yet, Charles. This is going to come as a shock to you. Um, but the um, the person, that the friend of mine that did the cover art, and this is phenomenal cover art, by the way. He did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, the, the friend of mine that did the cover art owns his own comic and gaming store. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to be going home uh, for for the um, next next week, I'm going to be going up there um, for for uh, for Christmas for the holidays, and on the seventeenth, I will be doing a book signing in the store. Now, I had to because these are self published on Amazon. I had to buy my own copies so that people could buy them from me. And so, and I could sign them, assuming people will. So I'm spending money to make sure I make a little bit of money. It's not that hard, Hasbro. It's the same basic analogy. It's not that hard, Hasbro. Spend a little bit of money to make sure your stuff is perfect. Make sure it's right. You know, I I paid to have a cover design because I wanted this book to look right. I I paid to have, even though it was a friend, I still paid to have professional editing done because I wanted this book to be perfect. You know, and it's the same type of examples. You spend a little bit of money because you want it done right. You want it to make money in the long run. Oh, I I agree. This is the same thing that we've been talking about with, like, Magic Arena and all the bugs there. Yeah. They don't want to pay for support on the clients. They don't want to pay for you know up, actual upgrades of other things like they don't they don't want to do any of that stuff. You know what comes to mind again is that what was that stupid magic game that never made it out of beta? Legends. That was it. Legends. Legends. Yeah, yeah. And not, that comes to mind as well. You know, when was that? Was that this year or last year? That was. It was shuttered this year. I want to say I don't know if it was released late last year. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, we, we both know what we're talking about. So um, whenever right. it was released, it it was shut down not too long after release. It was still in beta. Oh, no, so, wait. Maybe it was last year. Was it? Because I want to say it was around Halloween that it was shut down last year. Okay. So, I know it wasn't yeah. this year. I, it might have been last year. But okay. uh, but again. Either it, way, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The, either the, way, the point we're on the same is page. still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah. The, well, and again, it, it like we've seen it with other things. Like they have a specific uh, companion app that took that was years behind in development. Um, part of that I think was the pandemic, so it's not necessarily all their fault. But even now, like it's the gaming stores, the local gaming stores have to use this uh, companion app to host tournaments, which is fine, except for the app frequently crashes or doesn't work correctly. How do they have to use the app to host tournaments? Well, so th they used to have a Wizards reporter thing because Wizards wants stat stats on who's attending, you know, the different events at each of the gaming stores. Yeah. And so they used to have a thing called the Wizards Reporter app, which is only uh, gaming stores were the only ones who were licensed to use it. I, I should I, I should back up. It wasn't just the gaming stores. It was a Wizards network of gaming stores and the judges mm -hmm. that would that would uh, be the ones that host the tournament. They were the ones that could get a license to use the Wizards Reporter app. And what it did was it ran the event. So it would tell them, it, you know, each round can only be 50 minutes, for instance. And it would have the timer in, incorporated into it. It would have the matchups uh, for each round in, incorporated into it and have it to where there was logic behind. If you were 1-0, and o, you, were, you typically wouldn't face someone who is 0-1. Okay. For instance, you would face someone of a like record, that sort of thing. Okay, matchmaking, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a matchmaking system, a tracking system, all that, as well as a resource system, because it also had a lot of the, uh, it had a lot of the uh, rules and stuff like that that could be used by the by the judges to, you know, adjudicate different situations that might come up in, in weird in, in weird interactions between cards and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see, especially when you come to like the older formats and stuff. Mm -hmm. They got rid of that during the pandemic. That that particular application that was only on computers. It wasn't on your phone, and they went to a system that was only on your phone. There was a companion app that also went for gaming stores that they could use, but for the most part, everything for. Like the judges, they kind of cut out of it, and it was basically only the uh, gaming stores that could get the desktop version of it. And that's how they have to run the have to run the events uh, in order to get credit for that. And the reason why they need credit for it is their allocations of like pre-release kits and booster boxes and that sort of thing is based off those. That it's yeah statistics they get from those applications. Yeah, yeah. Well, when those applications break as frequently as they do, those numbers get skewed. And that's been happening a lot more with this this companion app. Why not just keep now. the same one that was working? Because the, it was having its own problems because Wizards didn't want to support it. But that's a again. That's a Hasbro issue. Yep. It, well, it's a money issue, and that's why it's a Hasbro issue. Yeah. It's a Hasbro issue. I mean, there's a reason why NASA is still running software that was developed in the 1960s and hardware from the 1960s. Because it was built really well, and it still and it works. <laughs> you know, if this other if the old software worked, 
Why introduce something new? And again, it didn't frequently. It broke down. It didn't work a lot of times. And that's as much as this new one. I mean, this new one is not any better. That's for sure. So what's so what's the problem if it's the same thing? If it's the same problem, it's it's just a newer version of program basically that's you know limited to even more people than it was before and it just skews the numbers just like the old one did pretty much yeah so again this is this is me being pure just asking questions as someone that doesn't know because i'm not a part of this world why is this news i mean it's not technically but again it's something it's part of the whole discussion when it comes to everything um, uh, uh, about not wanting to support things, just wanting to get money as quickly as possible. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, and and, and that's a god honest truth. There, like it's it, it is so much just a money grab at this point by Hasbro mm-hmm. that they don't want to give money to to support those systems. I don't think Hasbro even cares about organized play of Magic Together. I don't think they care about if people show up to a local gaming store to to play Magic Gathering on Friday nights, whether it be draft or standard or whatever, as long as they're purchasing product from mm-hmm. the local gaming store and they're making money off of it. That's I all they care about. I, yeah. Uh and and the reason I say that is and I and I can say that is because there used to be organized play at higher levels. Like they they at one point was like we want to be esports ready. We want to have, we want to have this as an esport. They literally had a push for that right before the pandemic. And when it didn't work because of the pandemic, they immediately abandoned it. And they're like, well, let's just make as much money as we can. Yeah, that, see, that's stupid. That's why arena they're... is st- is still bug laced all over the place. And as they add more sets, it adds even more bugs to it. It's why there's no. There's no uh, for like most esports um, that are out there, like League of Legends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's usually a view that you can do for their uh, for their games. Yeah. To where it's a spectator. Yeah, it's a spectator view. Yeah. Or a spectator mode. Yeah. Basically, they don't have that in Arena. No, they don't. And so what are what people when they were trying to be esports ready? People had to stream like through their Discord to Wizards of the Coast, to uh, and they would have to kind of splice together something to put on stream, and it looked awful because of course it did. Mm-hmm. Because not only not only is Magic a worldwide game, but also not all the world has the best internet in the world. Correct, and that's not anyone's fault. No, it's just the but way the Wizards, world works. Because, yeah. because again, Wizards should have mm-hmm. had, you know what, we want this to be esports ready, this arena. They still had an opportunity back in beta, and and the beta testing, which I was part of, mm-hmm. to put in a spectator mode. And I, don't and, under- and I don't understand why they didn't, because beta came well before the pandemic did. There should be a streamer mode yeah. on arena, and there isn't. Arena, they, they, I don't understand their thinking with it because Arena really could have been something. It, it could have really been something have... Fan, uh, magical, for, forgive the term, or fantastic. 
but again, the the complaints I've made and the complaints you've made is also the same problems with it as well. Yeah. That was pointed out in the beta that they did nothing about. Yeah. You know, again, they should have high contrast mode. They should have a way to turn off all the stupid animations. Yep. You know, they, they you know, the only the only real option that you can change is you can turn down the sound. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how that this product made in the United States quite frankly follows the Americas with Disabilities Act. I honestly don't know. Oh, you can always turn on magnifier on your computer and zoom in on it that way. Right, but that part of it should be that it should be But I can tell you right now I can yeah. tell you right now magnifier will break a lot of full screen games anyway. Uh yes it will. Yes it yep. So But again, it should be they they should have very simple options for people with disabilities and there just isn't any. No, there's not. There really aren't. And again, it's been something I've complained about for years. That's why I quit playing it, by the way. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's easier to buy. It's easier to o- start buying a deck of cards and just using a magnifying glass. Honestly, and you're you're not the only other person that's been legally blind that I've played mm-hmm. Magic with, or talked with about this problem, and they yeah. all said the same thing. Like Arena's just unplayable for them. Yeah. It's unplayable for a lot of us. Like I, I, like if it wasn't for the fact that Magic the Gathering Online wasn't so bad as a platform for actual gameplay, like Arena at least Arena looks way better and feels way more interactive than Magic Gathering Online ever was. Now that granted, it's a product that's fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. That's had small upgrades here and there, but it basically is the same product that they released 15 years ago. Which isn't good if that's the case. No, no. It's basically like they just they they shoved something out into the world and they just stopped development on it, basically. Well, they uh-huh. spend all their development money or anything like that on the new sets that uh-huh. they released five to six times a year on the client. Again, this all boils down to it's all a money grab at this point. Um, like it, it, like it's almost to the point. It is almost to the point that I'm just like, maybe I just need to walk away from the game. How much do they make off of Arena with the pay-to-win aspect of it? Honestly, yeah, no one knows. They don't tell us. They don't have to release that information. Mm. Um, I know they, they don't have to. That, they can just flat out. They can just say that their their subsidiary Wizard of the Coast made one billion dollars last year, and that's all they have to tell us. I know they don't have to, but and and what I'm about to say, I this is not me being political in any way. I'm just going to state a fact. Um. Um. A president of the U- uh, a president of the United States doesn't legally have to turn over or release their tax returns either, but uh, it's kind of sketchy if you don't. Yeah, no shit. 
They're not required to, but it's kind of sketchy if you don't. <laughs> so, just saying, but, yeah. not being political. Just saying. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I, I get that. I, I, I get that. Yep. Um. But yeah, so like, as someone who's so intrinsically, you know, like like. Magic Gathering's been my game forever. Mm-hmm. And when like he says majority, forever, he literally means... For most of my... For a yeah. good portion of my life. For your entire adult life. Not my entire adult life. A good portion of my adult life. I'm that, pretty old, Brad. You didn't start playing when, when, when Magic was released? So, I... The way... Okay. And don't say you're pretty old. You're younger than I am. Not by much. Yeah, it's like a year. Only just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even a full year, I don't think. No, um, it's like 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 nine months or something. Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so I played it in uh, fourth edition. Oh. And uh, uh, I played a little bit when it came to Fallen Empires when that came out, which isn't quite thirty years ago. So probably about 29 years ago, I played a little bit then. But I didn't come, and I left Magic for a long time. You know 30 years ago was 1992, right? I do realize that, yes. Oh, trust me. Okay. I know. You do um, realize that when the, oh my god. This is a gaming sh- show, so it's sort of gaming related. You know what just occurred to me? That it's Sonic's thirtieth anniversary. This no, year? no, just no, no. That was last year. Well, I mean, it's. Um, I guess technically, it's still this year, but whatever. Yeah. Um, no, that didn't. No. Um, <laughs> the when the new Super Mario Brothers movie comes out, uh huh. It will be thirty years since the first one. We don't talk about the first one. <laughs> Um, I know that wasn't planned, but oh my god, what a coincidence. Oh man, the the, the age thing for me has been hitting real hard. So. Let me tell you, this upcoming weekend, my uh-huh. nephew's my nephew's 14th birthday is coming. I'm like, oh no. Uh-huh. Actually, yeah. you, know, you know where it gets me is my, um, my cousin, who I remember when they were babies, are now have, have children of their own. That's what mm-hmm. gets me, you know. It, it's oh my my uh-huh. my cousins. I changed their diapers, and now they have little yeah. kids. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and the one is about to turn eight, and I'm like, fuck, man, I am not ready for this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know where I really notice the old age? We've been put. We've we spent last weekend and this weekend putting up Christmas decorations, both inside and out. And me trying to get off of the floor or the ground now where I have to use oh. things oh, for leverage. Is... <laughs> oh, that is awful. <laughs> I So one of the things, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit just because it's actually fun, good story here. I got a Kickstarter uh, board game in the mail mm-hmm. since the last time we recorded together. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you, man, this thing, well, first of all, it's called Frosthaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh was, yeah, we, a, we we've talked about that. Yes, I that, received it. In the, I received it in the mail. 
Ooh. All 36 pounds of it. And I'm not talking the monetary unit. Oh, no. So I'm assuming you use like a dolly or a hand truck or something to bring it into the house? No, I, I picked it up. I lifted it with my legs because <laughs> I know better. I, I know better. At 45, I know better, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, no, I got the Frost Haven thing. Uh, this weekend, I actually had it open. Uh-huh. It comes with a four-page document for how to store your stuff, uh, how to open your Frost Haven box and put everything away so it fits in the box. A four-page wow. document on this. Wow. It came see, with 27 punch-out cards. See, this is the kind of thing that I would rather get into than, say, Magic or D&D in the state that it's in right now. It's stuff like this. Here's the thing. D&D uh-huh. in the state that it's in right now is actually really good. No, the, the state that it's about to be in. The so. state that it's about to be, yeah, is the train wreck. <laughs> the state that it's in right now for 5th edition yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, there's problems with it, but there's always problems with the system. Yeah. It doesn't matter which system it is. There's always some sort of problems that some, some aren't necessarily, you know, the most balanced during Yeah. Like yeah. So, but whatever. Um, Frosthaven is very, and if you, if you haven't heard of Frosthaven, it's a lot, uh, Gloomhaven uh-huh. is the other equivalent. It was the first game put out by this group. And if you um, haven't heard of Gloomhaven, what's wrong with you? A lot of people have heard of Gloomhaven. Exactly. Sometimes. That's what I mean. What's um, wrong with you? But uh, it's very D&D-esque, mm-hmm. uh, the way the game is. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm very glad for that because if nothing else, it's it's very campaign-based. It's very, very much D&D, so much D&D-like uh, game. So that's why I'm looking forward to playing so much. Uh, um, uh, but man getting it set up to where i can play it oof it's a bit rough <laughs> uh it's going to take a little while i'm i'm about i would say i'm about halfway through that document right now mhm um to open and store the the frost haven box i've still got a lot of work to go to get it set up to where i could actually start playing uh what i do like about it is it can be one player you can do really? a one-player campaign with it. Yeah. One of the things I've liked about board games, and it's something I've thought about like trying to get a setup, and if I were to purchase a new house, I would get a, a better setup for my streaming office to where I could stream board games that you can play one player. Because I have a few of them that you can, and they actually work really... The, the, the way you play them one player, they actually work pretty well. You know, that wouldn't be that hard to set up. All you need is the room for it. Honestly, it, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, you've seen, you've seen my office. I've seen your office, small. yeah. Yeah, I've seen your office, yeah. yeah. My, my streaming office is very small. Yeah. Which is fine. It works for me. But I wouldn't be able to do things like, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to set up anything for like a board no. game. No. No, not at all. Um, But yeah, if I was to purchase, a, if I was to purchase another place uh, to live, it, it, it would definitely be to where I could set up a board gaming, uh, a board game setup to where I could actually stream one-player board games and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and Frosthaven could be one of those games. Amazingly enough. So, 
But yeah. Anyways, that was my rant on Magic the Gathering and D&D and Hasbro is fucking everything up. All for their bottom line. The fact that it hasn't the fact that they haven't killed Magic yet is pretty amazing. And kind of tells you what the player base is like and how loyal the player base is. Oh yeah. Is I don't know that it's so much how how much of it is actually loyalty and how much of it is actually all this money that they've put into it for decades. I mean, low column A, low column B. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there is loyalty. There is real love for and, and and passion for the game. You know, the community does love the game. Oh yeah, definitely. And but the community's also put in a ton of money into this over the. You know, some folks have been playing since inception. Right. Which I thought you had too, but I guess not. No, no, so, I have not. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's kind of a sore spot. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, no, no, You're no. Welcome. It's not a sore spot. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that. When I was playing, I was playing revised, and uh, I have some revised cards still. And a couple of them are worth some money, but I don't have, like, the big money ones. Yeah. The biggest ones were the dual lands that were printed and revised. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that's where a lot of the money is for that set. Um, I have none of those cards. I was not fortunate enough to open one of those because... Again, it wasn't like the booster packs and now where you you had to buy like start what I had available to me at the time was like these starter packs, which yeah. is like sixty cards and sometimes they had lands in them. Some the wizards made some poor choices back then too when it was just them. So they're not fully not to blame here for this. Yeah, but like their starter packs, you didn't get enough lands to actually play the game in a starter pack. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, so you actually couldn't play the game out of a starter pack. You had to find some place to get the basic lands. And that was before there was like a really a local gaming store set up for it because it was yeah. it was one of the first it wasn't the first, but it was one of the first um first uh collectible uh trading card game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean when An that came out, I mean, yeah, yeah, there were collector CCGs. cards. Yeah, there were collector cards, but there wasn't Game. No, CCGs I Pokemon were rare. Was the first one. Yeah, I wanted to say Pokemon was one of the first ones. Did that come out before Magic? I think so, but I think it was more in the uh, in Japan, and that's why you didn't see it here as much. The first time I had heard of an actual CCG, and this was even before I'd heard of Magic, was, do you remember the Star Wars CCG that came out in the 90s? Yes. I've still got some of those cards, and I and I I did buy those cards, and that was the first time I had I had actually heard of a CCG. I didn't when I started buying those cards for that. I didn't realize there was a game behind it. I I just thought it was collectible cards. Yeah, so, and a lot of a lot of those games were like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Honestly, yeah. So you know it, that's not that shocking. No, no. Uh, Magic was one one of the kind of first ones that you know decided let's let's make let's make the uh, game. And honestly, it was because a game player, a game des- designed the game. Yeah. The guy that likes playing games was the one who designed it. Yeah. You didn't think of it as a collectible as much as like Hasbro thinks it is now. Yeah. It was more um, of just a game. It was, yeah. the, it, the, those were just game pieces. Right. You know. It was an interesting way to do a game. Yeah. So, yep. So, uh, but yeah, that that's. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. So mm-hmm. okay. Uh, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my whole gripe with that whole situation. It's it's a gripe, but it's one that a lot of people have had um, recently with the Magic Gathering, Wizards of the Coast, and D and D and Hasbro. And again, like I've said in the past, I don't necessarily blame Wizards of the Coast so much. Uh, the, I, I think the problem is Wizards of the Coast has been, has been one of the most profitable arms of Hasbro, and because of that, they are the ones that are getting all the pressure to make all the money right now. Because a lot of Hasbro does not make money. It's Hasbro not understanding the community, is what oh, it comes I down to. That, yeah, they don't. Yeah. Un- it's it's the George Lucas effect. He does. They don't understand what makes the game good or why people love the game yeah basically and and don't get me wrong i know i know lucas takes a lot of hate and i and i'm not trying to throw shade at lucas but he he deserves a well little bit no it. i mean when he remastered he, all the, the original we're not gonna games, yeah we're, we're, we're not gonna get on 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 this whole thing of, but lucas had a different vision for star wars than than what was actually there. It was him not oh. understanding his own creation. Um, and and um, I'll, I'll I'll just say this: we're not gonna we're not gonna sit there and, and go the, the nitpick or, or the here's or theirs or anything like that. But I will say that um, Han shot first. Um, <laughs> you destroy the nature of the character when you do what you did for the special edition. That, that that's oh all I'll say. You have completely well, but, but changed that character. <laughs> no one was no one was asking for the extra animals to be added to the damn special editions. Just saying. Well, okay. Again, Return of the Jedi no was one. still a Muppet movie even before that. Well, no, no, no. I have no problem with the original. Yeah. When they decided, when George Lucas, the only the only things that I saw was he just added some things that were on the cutting room floor and yeah. threw in a bunch more CGI animals it really, that no one cared about. It really didn't. The only those, those movies were perfect the way they are. They the way they were. Nothing needed to be changed. And I mean if, I mean I mean the Luke no, Leia kiss who, might have been the worst part about that. You know what? <laughs> they it's not, Here's the thing though, the Luke and Leia kiss there was no at the time that that happened there was no big I don't care what Lucas says. There was no plan when well, that kiss I happened. Don't, I absolutely do not think there was a plan. There at was all no plan. That would have never. Yeah, there was never no. Got behind no, any. No. Yeah, no one would have ever agreed to no. that. Yeah, there were. There was no treatment with this big three movie story arc or six movie or nine movie story arc that Lucas claimed there was, and maybe he had you know notes. But there was no actual plan. <laughs> someone, somewhere, somewhere, someone decided that that would be a good idea and did yeah. not run that by George Lucas for the before the uh, before uh, the Empire or no before. But uh, oh god, I can't even remember the name of the movie anymore. There's been so many Star Wars movies. The actual kiss happened in. Um, it happened in Empire. It, ha- it happened Back. in Empire. Yeah, yeah, but it. it it wasn't revealed that she was his sister until the third movie. Right. So, the no, 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 no. That need some retconning at that point. You know? Yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't. I, I, Okay, before the emails start, 
It was the second movie. It was it was um, Empire. Uh, no, wait. No, no, no. Empire was when the kiss happened because it was. Yeah, Empire is when the kiss happened, but um, actual revealing because all, all the Yoda sister, said. The sister was yeah. in the third one. All yeah, Yoda said was there is another. Yeah. Yeah, and and the connection between Luke and Leia, you could see in Empire because that's how they found him, at the end of Empire. Um, but actually were, mentioning were, that yeah, she were, was his were, sister wasn't until the third one. So there were there was no plan. That there was some sort of connection. Going yes, on there. correct, but not necessarily brother and sister. There was no plan. I guarantee there was no, no big. No. Plan. It wasn't like no, it was no. drawn out as no. like, here's exactly where we want everything. Exactly, to go. exactly. And if you ever need proof of that, when Lucas got, wasn't part of the last trilogy, boy, you could tell that there was no plan either. No, there wasn't a plan for that one. Oh, oh, oh! You mean uh, when they remade the original trilogy? No, no, no. Well, I mean yes. <laughs> Except for they didn't even do that very well because. Quite frankly, the fact that they went from one director to another, then back to the original director for that trilogy, that yeah, second, that third trilogy was so bad. Well, the for, the original trilogy had three different directors, right? But at least they try and kept some story continuity. Well, that's because the, the, the second, and third the movies had the, basi- the same basic writers, right? Uh-huh. The the for for uh, now the last Jedi and. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh God. In that that series. Yeah, yeah. No. They they just completely ignored what happened in movie number eight. In in yeah. movie nine. <clears throat> oh yeah. But oh yeah. yeah. They they completely forgot about no, Last no, Jedi no. in the third all right. one. All right. All right. All right. So. Or as I like to call the third this... one, the Harry Potter Horcrux issue. Um. I'm not uh, wrong. No, not really. <laughs> um, that being said, that being said, like again, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm the worst person to really criticize. Like, there was definitely continuity problems yeah. and with story and everything else like that. Now, that's very clearly the case. Yes. But... I had no problem, though, because it was still an enjoyable series, those th- those last three movies. They had problems. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I the second one. The, the second one was my I favorite out of those three. Too. Yeah. I enjoyed the second one as well. I love making fun of I... it, but I loved it. Right. And and again, I, I enjoyed the third one as well. I just didn't feel like that the second one fit in as that trilogy series at all. You wanna you wanna know how I feel about that series? It's the same way I feel about the original. I love the second one. That is my absolute favorite in the three. The first one's the the first one in the trilogy it comes in second and the third one is um falls behind last. So, yeah. And and it just kind of um it feels yeah, like they're I, kind I, of yeah. Not that it's a yeah. bad movie. It's I, just there's, there's yeah. so many there's so there's many, so many plot, holes plot holes in the last yep. ones. Yep. There's so many plot holes in the last one because uh-huh. they decided to just ignore the eighth movie. Yep. And why does everybody in this in, why does everybody in these movies have to be related? Midichlorians. I don't know. Don't don't get me started on the midichlorians. <laughs> don't get me started on the midichlorians. But if you go back and read the extent the extended universe that Disney has basically not made canon anymore, but you read all of that stuff, and, and there was so much more than just you know the, the oh, Palpatines and the so Skywalkers. Much. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hell, I, one of my favorite series of books that I I liked reading was the Han Solo yeah uh, trilogy. Yeah, it made so much more sense as an origin story than when they did Solo the movie. Mm-hmm. It made so much more sense where they where he found 
Chewbacca uh-huh. and all this other stuff. Like, and the fact that they didn't just like they could have literally they could have literally just gone with that story, and it would have been so much better. Well, it, it's like it's like the new these new movies. They were good. Don't get me wrong, but I I remember reading the Thrawn trilogy from the nineties. The 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 um. And those would have made, you know, Luke and Leia have twins, or not Luke and Leia, forgive me, oh my god. Um, Leia and Han have twins, and you know, the, the whole Throne trilogy there, and, and that would have made a great, you know, 7th, 8th, and ninth than what we got. And it, it's, yeah. but again, none of that's canon, and it's... It's a little sad. Why they had to, you know, bring Palpatine back. You know, yeah, the, 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 whole Pal- the whole Palpatine thing was just like what? And it was a Horcrux. It was a Horcrux. Don't get it was a Horcrux. Basically, it was Basically. Harry Potter. It was Harry Potter except logic, for, except for except for even worse. Yeah, because at least if you read the books, the the Horcruxes made sense, as did the whole Deathly Hallows thing. Yes, like it made sense in there, and the wand lore made sense in the books. Yes, it did. They the 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 movies not so much no no they did a very poor job of do, uh, doing the explanation there but I think they were basic the the movies they were expecting people to have read the books I think yeah the, and, the, especially the last two the Deathly yeah. Hallows movies even the fourth one even the fourth one I still have issues with that fourth oh, movie the fourth, that fourth, fourth one fourth I think movie, is, the fourth movie is the worst I I don't understand how someone that hasn't read the books will understand that fourth movie. I the really fourth don't. movie is absolutely the worst. Yeah, they absolutely just all of a sudden made Cedric Diggory a thing in that one, and yep. he was in the third book, folks. Yes, he was. It. Yep. He was the first person. He was part of the first team that actually beat Harry Potter in Quidditch, mm-hmm. and that started the rivalry. Yep. It's funny that that whole fourth movie makes no sense if you haven't read the books. Right. So yeah, it really does. And then the fact that there was all that lead up to the goddamn world, uh, to the world Quidditch Cup, yep. and then you see none of it. No. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yep. The maze was done wonderfully. The 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 graveyard scene was done wonderfully. The even the, there were there were parts of that movie that were done really well. There were other parts of that movie that I'm just like, what. You did yep. not even read the books. You, yep. you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yep. So. <sighs> oh, you wow. know, in the you know, in the movies, they never address the fact that Hagrid is a half, uh, half giant. No, they don't, do they? Nope, sure don't. So. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter for the purpose of the movies, but. It explains a whole lot. It explains a lot. Why the Death Eaters couldn't kill him. Yes, it does. It explains a lot. So. But, yeah. Explanation's overrated, I guess. But, anyways. Yeah. But when you're you're sitting there, you're you're, you're turning out a movie, it doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, they they really are expecting the biggest people, you know, that have actually watched the movies that that have read the books. The last two movies, I I firmly believe that they were just like, let's just write it for the people who read the books. Correct. Yep. And may, and assume that the the people that read the books are our are target audience. Correct. And that's how those movies were made. Which, granted, I loved the last, especially the last Deathly Hallows movie. Mm-hmm. 
because the first one was so much camping. I mean, the book was too, but the the movie yeah, was but so the movie was just bullshit. you know the proper way to do a two part the first part of it. Okay, here here. Okay, so it's funny. I I enjoyed what? the second part of Deathly Hallows the the, the movie the, better than I did the first part. Oh, I did too. But there was a lot more that happened. Correct. But you ready for the twist? I enjoyed um, Avengers: Infinity War a lot more than I did Endgame. Oh, I knew. So I actually thought I Infinity, knew, Infinity exact- War was the opposite. All the build up, and then the and and then and then end, when Endgame came out, the follow up to it, much much slower until you got to the end. I. So. Yeah, I liked Infinity War better than Endgame. Yeah. Endgame was a lot of fan service. Yes, it was. And, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Endgame. No, 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 but, don't uh-huh. get me wrong, I, I enjoyed Endgame too. Uh-huh. But again, I'm also weird because I've also said that I like the Eternals movie, yeah. and a lot of people did not. I haven't seen it, so I can't speak on that one. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Um, There's a lot going on in it. I think it would have been better as a series on Disney+, Plus as opposed to a movie. Because just there's so many characters. Okay. And it would have been better to be able to introduce them one at a time and then kind of weave them together, but mm-hmm. that's just my thinking there. But, again, yeah, Endgame, I wasn't a huge fan of because I knew where it was going to at the end of Infinity War, and I was like, God damn it, they're going to do time travel. Mm-hmm. And time travel... My God, people, please stop trying to do time travel. Please stop. You just, you're just, you're just, it just doesn't go well. Yep, so, I think that was the biggest issue with it was the whole time travel aspect of it, so... It, yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, so it, the last half of the movie was way better for Endgame than the first half. Yes, it was. I enjoyed the last half of that movie, and um, which one was it? The it was. I'm gonna have to watch these movies again. I have. I've honestly not seen these movies since the theater. Um, really? That, yes. That's surprising, because I've watched quite a few of them. And, and um, right now, l- let me tell you, man, Love and Thunder. No, I'm just talking about those Love two. And sp- I'm talking about those two specific oh, yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah, I haven't watched those since since the theater. Um, was it Infinity War where, um, where Gamora died? Yes. Yes, because that's when... Okay, yeah. yeah. That's how the Soul and, Stone... Yeah, and, and see, Infinity War was more emotional for me than Endgame was. Oh, yeah. There was definitely a lot more emotion. Especially uh-huh. the way it... Well, I mean, when you look at the way it ended, too. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, again, spoil yeah. out loud. I think we can spoil a movie that, have, that came out yeah. before the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, it was... It, uh, Infinity War was way more... Um, was definitely... Yeah, it's more emotional. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and close it out here, folks. Um, I can be reached... Um, <laughs> I can be reached all over the internet um, as Bry the Blind on um, basically wherever, whatever social media account 
we're on here. Uh, Charles is Chuck AW nineteen seventy seven all over the internet except for on YouTube where it's just Chuck AW. Uh, you can reach out to the Gamer Show um, at uh, bit.ly slash the Gamer Show uh, on Discord, um, the Gamer Show podcast at gmail.com or the Gamer Show at twi- on on Twitter as well. So um, seriously, I have. If anyone's interested, uh, you'll find it in the show notes, a direct link in the show notes to, to purchase the book. If anyone wants to purchase the book, I'm, I'm telling you, anyone that loves a good detective story or or, or, or is absolutely going to fall in love with this 431-page novel. So, um, with all that, um, with all that said and done, I'm going to go ahead and close it out here. As always, I do want to thank you all for listening, and I do hope you enjoyed. Thank you.